Is it pronounced Thromes? Yes, okay. Thromes. As in when in Throm, do as the Thromans do. Hey, what's happening? This is Talking About the Passion, and I'm Thomas Irwin. This is a podcast where I interview different independent musicians and showcase their music. As for myself, I'm a singer-songwriter and producer who goes by Niagara Moon. You can look up more about my own music at niagaramoonmusic.com. My guest for today is Sam Trowbridge. Sam produces tracks and raps under the name Thrones. He also currently plays trumpet in the ska band It Gets Worse and in the punk band Slow Elk. He just came out with a new EP called East Lake to East Lake, which is now available on Bandcamp. Coming up, you're going to hear the Thrones song DMMC from his album Smooth Ass Dream Volume 1. After that, there's the interview, and then finally two more Throne songs, the tracks Sante Ni Rendezvous and Getting It. But for now, here's DMMC. So you're from Montreal? That's right. Montreal, born and raised, French Canada. Wow. So you're bilingual? I hesitate to say bilingual, but more bilingual than the average Joe, I suppose. So you didn't grow up using French that much? Uh, Not in my personal life. Not with my friends and family, not very much. But you live there, you have to learn French. Signs are in French. People approach you in French. They teach you French in school, so... If you don't learn any French, you know, it's probably pretty sad, but I still know less French than I should. But um, I'm guessing you have, like, dual nationality or something? or Yeah, that's that's from my dad. He was an American, so he came over, and I got the citizenship, citizenship through him. Yeah, I've only lived in the States since I was, like, 24, so. Oh, wow. So you're, you're pretty new. Pretty new. Where did you move to first? Minneapolis, Minnesota. What, uh, what prompted the, the move to Minneapolis? A J-O-B. I pretty much got a job straight out of university. Oh, okay. And 
always wanted to live in the States, but I thought I was going to live in like, I don't know, New York or something like that, a little closer to home and a little bigger. But, you know, Minneapolis came up, so I seized it. And I'm pretty glad I did because living here in America and it's a cool city, you know, underrated. I guess it's it's not a city that people think of that often as like a, a hip destination. It's or flyover, something. flyover state, you know. But for the size of the city, it's got solid music scene, a lot of venues, real pretty in the summer. I mean, it's known for Prince mainly. It's known for Prince, R.I.P. A lot of other kind of funk R&B bands from the 80s and stuff. Yeah, it's got that whole Minneapolis sound. It's got a very thriving independent hip-hop scene there. Probably the largest independent hip-hop labels from there, Rhyme Sayers. You got, like, Brother Ali. I think MF Doom did a rep- oh, did an yeah, album yeah. with them. A bunch of other great artists. There's a lot of good hip-hop there. Cool. Yeah. But uh, you got another J-O-B after that in uh, the town of Seattle? Same J-O-B, essentially, but uh, different manager, different region. When did you first become interested in music? Um, Do you remember? I don't think I remember. It could have been, you know, day one or day two, because... Some of my earliest memories are just listening to records all the time. According to my parents, one of my first gifts was a conductor's wand so I could play along with the music. Yeah, I've always really loved music and then probably only got to playing it when I was around 11 or 12. What uh, instrument did you start out with? First, the guitar, like many young Classic. teenager boys. Give them a guitar. But uh, h- how many instruments do you play now? Um, mm, a couple. So we got more the tr- than a couple, though, right? You got the trumpet, you got the piano, you got the guitar, some sax. You didn't say flute. Uh, the flute, <laughs> just rudimentary. I hesitate because yeah, I'm, I'm not that good at the flute. But yeah, if you include the flute, it's like four or five. And then I like the DJ and a couple other things. You got uh, some turntables. I got some turntables. What would you say is your uh, main instrument? That would be the trumpet, probably. That's. You know, it's kind of a little extension of myself, I suppose. People know me as the trumpet guy. How many different bands have you played trumpet in? Um, regularly, not that many. I was in a ska band in high school, and I'm in a ska band now, which is kind of funny. And then I'm playing trumpet with this other punk band now called Slow Elk. Yeah, off and on with a couple other friends, but as far as playing regularly with bands, probably just three. And uh, the name of that ska band is It Gets Worse? It Gets Worse. It Gets Worse Ska. Originally from Wyoming. Come to the Seattle area. Hilarious bunch of dudes. Very different. You know, it's not your average little ska band. So how many people are in that? We got a lot. We got eight at the moment right now. Got the rhythm section, singer, and four horns. Two trombone, trumpet, sax. That's quite a full sound. It's a full sound. It's a full band. Is it hard to get that many guys together for a practice? It's a struggle, but we manage. You know, we try to practice at least twice a week, Mondays and... Twice a week? Mondays and Wednesdays. Yeah. Sometimes one person can't make it. Sometimes a couple can't make it. Sometimes we'll just do a vocal practice or horn practice, but average twice a week. I guess it's the kind of band where even if a person or two can't make it, I mean, you still have a lot of the the main parts of the sound covered. It's pretty helpful to have a big you know, band, because some people can't make shows sometimes, you know? Everyone's got lives and could still put on a good show with six or seven members. Um, when did you start rapping? I don't know, just kind of for fun, since I was a teenager, just with friends, you know? We'd 
get together and beatbox and freestyle just kind of for fun. And I don't know, I, I didn't tar- take it very seriously for a while. And then when I started making more of these productions and I realized, you know, it was fun to make these little instrumentals, but could make them into actual more complete songs if I put some rapping on it. And so I decided to go for it. Who are different rappers you like? Different rappers? There's a lot. There's quite a lot, but I really like Max B from New York. You know, classic MCs, Biggie Tupac. Uh, the Wu-Tang Clan was probably the one that really got me into hip-hop, because before that, I always appreciated hip-hop, but that was the one which kind of changed the way I listened to it. And every single one of those members is amazing, but... Old Dirty Bastard kind of speaks to me. I was going to say, he's my favorite. He kind of speaks to me in a very special way. Yeah. He's got the most unique delivery. Very unique, got an amazing voice, and he can rap, like, really well. People, you know, possibly dismiss him, but no, he can rap when he he could. When did you get into DJing? What was kind of your your entry into that? Um, Probably radio. When I was in college, I got into radio and, you know, just enjoyed mixing tracks and making great playlists and coming up with cool sets and then just learning different about different hip-hop i found turntablism amazing turntablists like rock rada and dj qbert and mix master mike and i'm nowhere near those guys on that level but those guys were really inspiring as far as to pick up a set of turntables and get more records and then definitely dj screw was probably my favorite DJ and inspired me to make a lot of different music, including Chop and Screwed. Huh. So do you get into scratching much? Yeah, you could hear a lot of scratching on quite a few of my recordings, especially the more recent ones. How did you uh, come into the name Thrones? How did that begin? Um, That kind of came as a little fluke on a road trip to New York City to see uh, Rock the Bells. I think this was 2007, and I was in the backseat with some other jerk I knew for a while and he kind of I don't know if he was like drunk or he just kind of rolled over to me and he goes Thromus my name is Trowbridge my last name is Trowbridge and he somehow came up with Thromus and at first I kind of winced and then I kind of thought about it and I was like Thromus Thromus Thromes and we kind of played around for a while and we kind of came up with Thromes and I don't know it kind of stuck kind of like it (laughs) So when did you start uh, releasing tracks as Thromes? Mm, I guess that sort of came a little before I came here to the States. Yeah, I just started producing tracks, messing around with my computer and trying to find a certain sound and had to pick up some artist name. So went with Thromes because that had already been around for a bit. <laughs> What's your process for making a song? How do you usually put together a track? Um, it can depend. I guess average, I'll probably mess around and come with some chords or some bass line I really like. I'll just have some sort of progression and then sort of just build off of that, throw on some drums, throw on some guitar, listen to a bit, kind of try to wait to see what I hear in it, and then just keep building on it until I get this nice little landscape of color and sound. And then, yeah, it usually starts with the instrumental and then inspires me to come up with whatever lyrics that's on average how it works but it's different sometimes i'll have a lyrical concept and other times it's all in my head and i just know what i want to lay down but it doesn't happen as often 
Huh. So you usually like to start with uh, the groove? Yeah, I like to start with the groove, focus on the sound, and then see whatever kind of emotion that might invoke or whatever story might be hidden inside there. Do you have any gear in particular you like to use? Any favorite pieces of equipment or uh, plugins or something? It's hard to say. I focus a lot on mixing the instrument instrumentation with the uh, whatever software, virtual instruments I have in the box. But right now I'm working on Logic Pro quite a bit. And I use battery a lot for sampling and beat making. And then there's a couple other instruments like Contact I'll use, Reactor, some good synths there. Uh, I'm still sort of playing around. So I like to use those a lot, but I'm still trying to see what else I can use. And I'd like to get my hands on some more, you know, hardware synthesizers or whatever's there, but yeah. cash moolah. Yeah, those things are a little pricey. Mm-hmm. So tell me about uh, Smooth Ass Dream. Smooth Ass Dream? What's that all about? <laughs> that came from just hanging out with a buddy of mine who I did a radio show with back in Montreal. And I was showing him some music that I really liked. And I think I showed him The Manhattans. The song was The Day the Robin Sang to Me. And it was just some really smooth Philadelphia soul, nice sweeping strings, deep bass, nice you know drum track, and then these really smooth harmonized vocals. Just that was, that was the feeling. And my friend listened to it, and he was like, man, I love this smooth-ass dream stuff. <laughs> and I kind of just paused, and I was like, smooth-ass dream? Okay, hang on a sec. And I kind of I kind of really liked the sound of that and inspired me to make a radio episode dedicated to the smooth-ass dream. So we came with a bunch of different tracks from a bunch of different genres, some more of that Philadelphia soul, some jazz funk, some like Roy Ayers, little little soul, psychedelic stuff, and then even some hip-hop and some neo-soul, threw in some D'Angelo, and came with this really crazy episode that I really liked. And I kind of went through different phases as far as music I really liked to listen to. And after I, you know, discovered the smooth-ass dream, I kind of really delved into Philadelphia soul, jazz funk. Yeah. Started listening to a lot of that music, and then... A lot of stuff from the 70s? A lot of stuff from the 70s, and it kind of bled over into my own production. So I kind of just embraced it and, you know, went with that style. Yeah, I noticed a lot of your tracks have a very retro feel to them. They sound like something that uh, was made in the last century. It sounds like 90s or even farther back. You have mm -hmm. a very kind of old school feel. I'll take that as a compliment. Where do you get your uh, drum sounds from? Uh, different places. A lot recently has been the sampler battery. There's a lot of good sounds in there, but sometimes I'll sample songs off of vinyl or just tunes on the internet. I used to scour the internet for hours, hours and hours looking for different drum samples. There's so much out there, isn't there? There's too much, you know, but... And so, so much of it is for free. So much of it is for free. And yeah, there's never been more sounds available for anyone. How do you usually approach writing lyrics? Where do you draw your inspiration from? I don't know. I just kind of... Kind of a tough question. That is kind of a tough question. Where does it come from? <laughs> uh, it, really, it really depends on the song and how it affects me because I try to focus on the end product, what it's going to sound like. I guess I try to focus on a flow first that really sounds good. So I'm kind of writing on the beat, not 
smothering it, you know, plastering words all over it. Lately, it's been pretty rapid fire lyrics. Yeah, you just, whatever comes out, you try not to think about it too much. Try not to think about too much, but then I'll go back and do a lot of rewriting and try to focus on a lot of different rhyming patterns within, you know, phrases and then from phrases to next phrases try to use a lot of alliteration so it might sound like a rhyme but it's a, not an exact rhyme but it still yeah sounds good enough do you freestyle at all a little but i'm terrible you know <laughs> i can't imagine <laughs> it seems so hard to it takes put a lot words of, together like that it takes a lot of practice but there's some people who are extremely gifted i think at freestyling just really good improv people and, and me i kind of just end up going in circles after a while but you know it's all for fun have you ever performed as Thromes, or is your performing mainly just uh, it gets worse at the moment? Right now, it's just been playing trumpet for different bands. I still haven't done a live performance as Thromes. I'm still kind of putting together the live set because I didn't want to just do another, you know, throw on some pre-produced track and then do my stupid rhyme on top of it. I kind of want to make a more engaging, sort of interesting live experience, so... Mm. I'm currently practicing on that, so I'll be doing some rapping, doing some trumpet playing, maybe some sax playing, and kind of making it like an actual live performance versus just some weird rapping. Because that is what people normally do, what I've seen going to open mics and stuff, is if there's a rapper, they just throw on their pre-produced track and rap over that, and sometimes like they leave a lot of the rapping to the pre-produced track as well. Like half the time they're not even saying anything. They're letting the recording kind of speak for them. That's a little infuriating to me to see that. It just kind of screams lazy. And to be honest, you know, I I like listening to my tracks, but I know they're extremely lo-fi and some people might not, you know, be up with that. might not hit their ears as well. So I think the live performance would also, you know, drive people to kind of listen a little more to the music because they'll be like, oh, it's a little more interesting. So how would you approach that? Would you be on keys or like on the turntables or how would you, do you have an idea how you would get that together? So, so far I got my computer and I got a little MIDI keyboard attached to it for, you know, triggering different songs and different samples. And then I got a couple different mics hooked up for different instruments. And that is what I got so far. If I, you know, complicate it a little more, we'll see It'll depend on whether I'm doing, you know, a three-song set or if I'm doing a little half-hour set, then maybe I'll throw more stuff in there. But if I'm only going to do a couple songs, I'm not going to bring my entire entire studio with me, probably. It's a lot of gear to it's shuffle around. It's a lot around. of gear. And I, sure, I want to put on a good show for people, but, I, you know, don't want to break my back doing it. What's it like performing with uh, your current band? It gets worse. It's a lot of fun. They're really great performers, really great musicians, and also put on a really funny live show it's just a lot of fun really but it's also high energy high energy physically demanding so i had to get myself into shape when i first started playing with these guys yeah i was i've always been playing the trumpet but sometimes not as frequently as other times and to be in a ska band you know it's pretty physically fast it's fast sometimes it's loud sometimes it's loud usually it's loud and it's, yeah, it's very physically demanding, so I had to get my chops into shape. This coffee's good, by the way. Oh, thank you. Starbucks finest. Mm, delish. What's a show you've done recently that you 
enjoyed in particular? The I've enjoyed a lot of shows that I've done with these guys. Possibly the most fun show we did was when we were on tour in early December. And we did a couple shows in California, a couple in Arizona. And we played a show in Flagstaff that was just a gas. It was so much fun. We were the only band there, so we did two sets, took a little break in between, and pretty much everyone came and was wild up in a frenzy. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. One of the tour managers for Real Big Fish and some other big ska bands happened to stroll by, and he really loved us and came to sing up with us and was buying us drinks during the set. Wow. It was just a giant party, pretty much. Very cool. Yeah. Going back to your uh, recording process, I know you said your style's pretty lo-fi. Yes. So does that mean, uh, I guess you haven't ever had your stuff professionally mastered or something like that? My personal recordings, no. I've never had them mastered. You know, all the mixing is done by myself. It's all me, basically. How did you uh, learn the, the mixing techniques? Just uh, trial, trial and error. error. Yeah. Trial and error. Sometimes I'll look at some YouTube videos, but... Yeah, I didn't go to recording school or nothing like that, or no one's really given me any tips. I just kind of figure it out, listen to it, you know, put some effort. But you uh, you came across a style of mixing that you liked, that you thought was good for your stuff? I'm always improving, you know, because I'm always diving into it, and I know that I don't have the expertise that all some other producers might have, but I still do it, and yeah, I mean, I enjoy the process. It has its own kind of unique aesthetic that I think is is kind of cool. It works for the for the kind of music you do. You think so? That's good. So, uh, do you have any new releases in the works? Um, I've been working on a couple recordings since I came to Seattle, and yeah, I just threw a little EP up uh, this morning, actually. Wow, today? Yeah, today. Did this have anything to do with my podcast by any chance? Maybe. So, what's that new EP called? It's called East Lake to East Lake because I used to live off East Lake Street in Minneapolis, and now I live in East Lake neighborhood in Seattle. So it's just five tracks, two instrumentals, and three's got some rapping on it. And yeah, it's just a fun little project. Just something to hold by before I make a little more complete something. Hopefully by this year. Hopefully maybe by the beginning of this summer. Nice. You got your heart set on another full length. I would like so. Yes. What would you say uh, Throm's biggest influences are? Uh, it's hard to say. There's so many. It kind of depends on whatever specific you know, musical thing it is, whether it's playing trumpet or producing or mixing. I would say I take influence from so many artists you can't really count, but there is definitely out of those like a handful of artists that have really changed the way I listen to music. Yeah. And I guess I put those in the influential category i put charlie parker in there charlie parker yeah he was definitely the ones where i listen to music differently after i listen to charlie parker so what is it about him his approach to melody or um yeah i guess i mean the revolutionary part of charlie parker is his improv style and certainly no charlie parker and by any measure who is who is right but yeah it was just something I never heard before and kind of blew my mind when I listened to it. And that's the music I like. It just makes me listen to music differently. Any uh, Jamaican artists you're a fan of? Very much so. Uh, 
Lee Perry, but probably one that changed my mind would be King Tubby. King Tubby. King Tubby. So what about him uh, grabs you? Just the soundscape, you know, all the different sounds that he makes and how he makes them sound so natural and fluid. He was definitely the artist that made me question how music was made and what got me into making music as far as producing. There's a lot of uh, open space in his music, would you say? It's very dynamic because he's really playing the mixing board. So he'll come with a whole bunch of instruments and then he'll drop them out and create some space and then he'll bring the drums back in. It's a very moving, dynamic sort of remix style that I uh, was addicted to for a very long time. Do you like to remix other artists' music? Do you do a lot of remixes of different songs? Yeah, I've taken sort of samples of different chord progressions or sometimes have covered songs entirely, sometimes just for fun, like an exercise, and other times far as some of my releases. One of my releases on the Smooth Ass Dream in uh, the Minneapolis release, there was a cover in there. Yeah, it was kind of like a remix. And in this latest one, there's sort of a remix of this song from this this artist. I believe her name is Madame Exotique. Madame Exotique? Yes. I think she's Romanian. I'm not entirely sure. But she has some funny, weird tunes out there you could find on the internet. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. I really like that all-star remix that you did. Oh, (laughs) thank you. That was just kind of a goof. It was fun. Heartwarming. That song became such a meme. Ah, it is. Oh, it is the memest song ever. Life is but a meme. How often do you collaborate with other musicians for your own tracks? Uh, as often as possible. Uh, it happens every now and then. When I was living in Minneapolis, a lot of my roommates were really uh, musical. So ah. I had my friend Pierce on guitar, and he helped with a couple tracks. And my other roommate at the time, Charles, is really proficient at the keys, and he helped with a couple of those. But other than that, it's mostly solo. But uh, if you meet somebody that has something to offer, you never... uh... Oh, I'd never turn them down, you know? Yeah, it's always nice to get somebody else's perspective, somebody else's sound in there. It is. It's just, uh, it's hard, you know? I've taken on so many projects at the moment that it's hard to juggle them all and still bring new people in but you know i'll still reply to anybody neat well it was a pleasure talking to you today oh absolutely and uh yeah i'll have to check out it gets worse sometime do it been hearing good things it's a fun show okay hope you all enjoyed that sam's a nice guy very mellow He's extremely knowledgeable about so much great music and has a very impressive vinyl collection. Anyway, be sure to check out the episode description to find links to his music. If you like this episode of Talking About the Passion and want to support what I'm doing in any way, you know, besides giving me money, please write a review for me on iTunes and subscribe. Also, if you have any suggestions, questions, or anything else for me about the podcast, or if you would like to be featured on the podcast, you can email tatppodcast at gmail.com. The theme music for Talking About the Passion is the Niagara Moon song Pantheon Bar off my recent album, Eating Peaches. And the artwork was done by Miranda Harmon. All right, so we got two more Thromes tracks coming up. First one is Santeni Rendezvous, pardon my pronunciation. And after that, we have Getting It. Hope you enjoy them, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you.
Yeah. 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 Mm, feeling that bit of that smooth ass green, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Talking that one, two, what you gonna do? Grabbed a bit of sun today. I put my phone and my drugs away. Cause I ain't taking no calls, no rider alcohol. I'm just bumming rigging, chilling on a weekday. And I don't stress need none of that weight. Now that he's just feeling those ways. I might make a song or two. If I'm in the right mood, I'll, I'll say come to me, I'll say today. Now it's about that time. Got the Remy in me steady backseat. Chevy bass, heavy get wet down at the levee. Ball Molly up in the van. We gon' have ourselves a time. Quick splash, burn it, air in the damn bass line. And get into that grooviest state of mind. Like the state of all men and womankind. Now here we wind. DJ drums, what you know. Bring that back one time. Whip up on the script, I called sick to take a dip Got the weekend to get it in, sipping with some old friends Got the sun up in my eyes, I feel the wind on my back Down in LA, three days, sick on the sand like a crab So come on down for some drag, we can't be moving too fast You know the day's too long to be moving too fast Got the glass on the dash, I just hope it don't shatter Soak up in some sun showers, just a sign of the power And at the top of the hour, we got a show at Must Depart North Hood to NYC, Minneapolis and Montreal Set up under the free blast, rise and twins and dance hall Till the pubble shut it down, we gotta climb up all the wall Gotta come back Every summer, put it on the replay. Special lemonade and only rolling freshest romaine. Couple bagels, and you know, be eating plenty. When crack grew up in my cup, come trust me on Saint Denis. Saint Denis, the one I love any day. Come my way, Saint Denis. Lights outside, the maestro getting muddy. My teens and twenties, they're bumping into make a move junkie. Damn, feeling so alive. 
like crooked and ramble when I say that time's outside. outside. My mind's strong and muddy. My teeth are twenties. They bolted it to make a move, junkie. Yeah.